Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions. We're looking at Mark chapter 15 this week. This is our first day looking at verses 1 to 15. In this chapter, Mark 15, Jesus gives his life for us on the cross. He gives his life for you, for me, on the cross. His suffering is a picture. It is a reality. It is the greatest picture of love that you will ever see. It's the greatest reality of love that you will ever see. And I have to be honest, I feel very humbled and very inadequate to talk about the reality and depth of what happened at the cross. I don't know if any of us are. And yet, God reveals to us his love through the cross. It's my prayer that for you and me both, as we walk through these verses this week, that in a new and fresh way, you'll see the reality of Jesus' love. Maybe for the first time, maybe for the millionth time, but that you'll see it in a new and fresh way. We're going to see as we walk through this chapter that it's all about people. It's all about the reactions and responses of those involved in this most important week in human history. So let me read for you verses 1 to 15, Mark chapter 15. Very early in the morning, the chief priests and the elders and teachers of the law and the whole Sanhedrin reached a decision. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. The chief priest accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of? But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. Now, it was the custom at the feast to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate, knowing that it was out of envy that the chief priest had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. As you read these verses, as we read them, all hearts are made clear at the cross. The pretense of our human hearts is stripped away and the reality of our need for Jesus' love is clearly seen. You see it in every person in this story. You see it in Pilate. In Pilate, you see a heart of fear. You read what happened between Pilate and Jesus. And Pilate's questions, this Roman governor's questions, are more a confession than a cross-examination. Are you the king of the Jews, he said. Now, if Pilate had listened, he would have discovered that Jesus was a different kind of king. In other gospels, we're told that at this point, Jesus reminded Pilate that he had a kingdom that was not of this world, that he was a king who came to tell the truth, that he was a king who was rejected by his own people. Here he simply says, it is as you say, I am a king. And this is Pilate's crucial moment. Jesus is standing before him. He is saying, I am the king of kings. And Pilate is a tortured, frightened man as he decides, tries to decide what to do with Jesus. He represents so many of us. He is a man who is trying to be in control instead of recognizing the one who controls everything, the one that's standing right in front of him. We all do this. I want to be in control of my life instead of recognizing the one who is in control of everything, including my life. It's not hard to see the contrast as we walk through this story. It's the Roman army that's supposed to be in power, but Jesus is Lord. 
when they come to arrest him, he's the one in control. It's the Jewish court that's supposed to be the example of squeaky clean righteousness, but Jesus is shown to be the innocent one. And it's Pilate who is supposed to represent the king, the Caesar, but Jesus is obviously the king of kings. A comparison of the gospel shows that Pilate pronounced Jesus guiltless no less than seven times. He didn't want him to be crucified. He wanted him to be set free. So why didn't he release him? Because he would only release him if it was at no cost to himself. And we have to admit, we're the same many times. We want to do what's right to the point of some momentary loss. It's frightening to recognize how easily any of us can slip into this weakness of Pilate. Pilate, who had a heart of fear, he was revealed at the cross. And the rulers, their heart is revealed also. They had a heart of envy. Pilate knew it. Pilate knew that envy was the motivation for everything they were doing. Their excuses, their arguments were theological, but the problem was that their hearts were rotten with jealousy to the very core. They were rotten with jealousy over the popularity of Jesus in his teaching and in his ministry. And so they took Jesus to the cross. As we look through the hearts of the people that day, you also see the crowd. Their heart wasn't one of fear or of envy. Their heart was a heart of disappointment. You notice that the chief priest stirred up the crowd to ask for Jesus to be crucified, to ask for Barabbas instead. Pilate wanted to satisfy the crowd. The chief priest stirred up the crowd. And many people ask, how did this crowd turn so quickly from worship as Jesus entered Jerusalem on Sunday to asking for his crucifixion on Friday? Well, partly it was because it was a different crowd. All of Jesus' supporters were in hiding by this time, but that's not the only reason. How was it that this crowd was so easily convinced to ask for the crucifixion of Jesus? Their motivation was Jesus had not done what they expected him to. They expected him to sweep into Jerusalem and to become the ruler, and because Jesus didn't do what they expected, they rejected. They rejected him. Now, before I judge them too harshly, before you judge them too harshly, Has Jesus ever not done what you expected him to do? How did you react? It is so easy to reject Jesus in our lives when he doesn't do what I want, what I expect, to forget the fact that he knows more than I know. In that crowd, you see a heart of disappointment. There's also Barabbas there that day. What about Barabbas? Books and movies have been written about how he might have responded, but the Bible doesn't tell us. It just tells us he was an insurrectionist. He was a terrorist who had murdered some people. We know how he lived, but we don't know the end of his story. We do know this. We know that Jesus died for him. He lived, Jesus died. And because Jesus died, he was given the opportunity to choose to live forever. As we look through the hearts that day, you see Pilate, a heart of fear, the rulers, a heart of envy, the crowd, a heart of disappointment. But you also see Jesus. In the midst of all this, you see Jesus with the heart of God. In all this, the Bible says, he stood silent before his accusers. He was silent before Pilate. Pilate knew that the charges against Jesus were purely from envy. And Jesus could have said just the right thing at just the right time, and Pilate would have set him free. But he chose to be silent. And in choosing to be silent, Jesus was choosing to go to the cross. And so Pilate, Pilate chose to send him to the cross. Now, the Bible says first he had him scourged, he had him whipped. This was a terrible experience. It was a whip that had pieces of of, of bone and 
pieces of stone tied into this leather. And it would beat a person and whip a person at the same time. And many times a person that was going to be crucified, most of the time, was not scourged first. Crucifixion was more than enough. But this whipping was done, other gospels remind us, because Pilate was hoping it would be enough of a persecution, of a punishment of Jesus, that the crowd would say, oh, let him go. But they didn't. They continued to say, crucify him. The fact that Pilate, wanting in some way to escape that day and what was happening, chose this political means of whipping, may seem unjust and unfair, but it is not. It's in the plan of God. Isaiah 53, verse 5, prophesies of Jesus, by his scourging, by his whipping, we are healed. They scourged the Savior that day, and his flesh was ripped so that our soul could be made whole. God's flesh endured the whip in order that you and I might be set free from our slavery to sin. That's the greatness of what he did for us there that day. All hearts are revealed at the cross, including my heart, including your heart. Let's take a moment to talk to Jesus. Jesus Christ, as my heart is revealed, I see the need that's there. I see the need for you. I see that apart from you, I can't have a relationship with God, but with you, I can enjoy a relationship with God now and into eternity. And so I bring my heart to you. And I pray that instead of feeling guilty about what happened at the cross, I pray that instead of living with the guilt that I have for my own sins, that, Lord, I would be grateful, grateful for your love that you would go to the cross, grateful for your forgiveness that my sins, my sins can be forgiven and I am set free. Jesus, I am grateful. I thank you in your name. Amen. Join us tomorrow as we walk through this day with Jesus. He's going to go to the place of crucifixion. 